You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, I am so excited because today I am recording a very, very special episode to celebrate 100 episodes with all of you. And if you are new to the Up Level Lounge podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And I am just thrilled to have you as part of my community. I took a poll over in the Up Level Lounge Facebook group and got some ideas in terms of what I should record for this 100th episode. And it all came back to just like sharing things that have brought me to where I am today and what some of my learnings are. So I am going to share with you the 10 best decisions I've made so far in business and that I would do 10 times over because 10 times 10 is 100. So that's how we're tying this into the 100th episode. So again, really, really excited to record this. I'm going to be honest. It was a little bit hard to narrow it down to 10 things, but I kind of started back at the beginning of my journey And for those of you that know, I left corporate because I fell in love with my wonderful husband and moved across the country from Boise, Idaho to Goldsboro, North Carolina, because he's active duty Air Force. And so I gave up my corporate job and said, I'll just find something else. And (laughs) that turned out to be a little bit more challenging than I had planned. And eventually I stumbled upon becoming a virtual assistant because I had the necessary skill set, and I really just decided to get started. And so that's my number one thing is I am so glad that I decided to start before I knew the whole plan. And I am a type six when it comes to the Enneagram. I like to know how every possible scenario will play out. And although this can be a really strong asset, it can also stand in my way from taking action. So I'm super glad that I just got started. I knew that I was never going to be happy making $12 an hour as a virtual assistant when I had already had a really cushy, lucrative corporate job and I have a master's degree and all the things. But I also knew that that didn't matter right then, that I would figure out what was next and I needed to just start. So number one is I'm so glad that I started before I knew the whole plan because that was the catalyst for so many amazing things. I mean, here I am almost seven years later after leaving corporate and I mean, we're just a couple days away from my seven year leaving corporate anniversary and we're making multiple six figures a year in business. It's super sustainable. I have the dreamiest dream clients. I also have time to be a wife and a mom. And life is really pretty amazing. But that's because I I started without knowing the whole plan. So the second thing that I am really happy that I decided to do is to allow myself to not have all of the answers and continue to explore. So I said, you know, I'm glad that I got started and I didn't have the plan, but also I didn't get started and then stay in one place. I allowed myself to continue to explore and evolve and see what else was possible for me in terms of my own journey. And who knew 
what existed in this online world. It was a whole different arena. And those of you that came from corporate and joined the online space totally know what I'm talking about. You're like, what in the world? Did I just go into some type of like time warp? Who are these people and what is this world? And how did I not know about this before? So I was able to allow myself to continue to evolve. And honestly, I still do that today. So again, I would do that 10 times over again. The next thing that I am really, really glad that I did is that I invested in a team. And I did this when I was really not making any money in my business. I was barely generating any revenue, but I knew that I couldn't be everything for everyone and also be everything in my own business that I needed to have help and that I didn't want to end up like so many of the clients that I was supporting as a virtual assistant and online business manager who had worked themselves into a corner because they had taken on way too much from the very beginning. And I listened to what they said. And so many of them said, I wish I had hired sooner. I'm so glad to have you in my business. And I was like, oh my gosh, what can I learn from that? Get help beforehand. And one of the things I was not good at and I did not like was the tech side of things. So one of my very, very first hires on a super fractional basis was a tech VA. And I'll be forever grateful for her because we were able to navigate some pretty unknown waters together. And then from there, I brought on Sam, who's still on my team today, to support me in terms of content and social media. And I was just saying this in the Consulting Framework Accelerator today. I was like, we would not have content out there in the world if it weren't for Sam. Sam is the reason that it makes it to to social because I would be my biggest bottleneck. And I knew that. I remember reaching out to Sam, who was a fellow military spouse and who is just somebody that I resonated with as a human and saying, hey, I've kind of like started this online business thing. And is there any way you'd be interested in joining me in any capacity whatsoever? And she was like, yeah, as long as I don't have to work directly with people. (laughs) So that's where we started from. We didn't have a clear plan. We embarked on a journey to figure out the unknown together, but it was always me investing in support in terms of a team. And then came Katie, who is still with us. And Katie started as an assistant who had been a stay-at-home mom and a military spouse for eight years and was like, I don't even know what I could possibly be good at. And I was like, you can be good at so many things. And she sat down in a chair next to me in Las Vegas at my desk. And I was like, are you ready for this? We're going to do online business by fire hose. And now she is the director of operations in our business and happens to live in Germany at the moment. And we have endured multiple moves together and she is able to be a wife, a mom, a homeschooling mom, and also plays a really big part in our business. And then we have Heather, who also supports us in so many different capacities, who's also a military spouse, but we've just continued to layer on really great support. And that's our core team. And that doesn't count our graphic designers and website support and people that we go to on a regular basis for copywriting support. And there are so many other components and elements of my team as well. But investing in team is something that I am so glad that I've done. And have we always made perfect hires? No, I just highlighted all of the creme de la creme pieces of it. We've tried to hire things that didn't work out. It wasn't the right person. It wasn't the right role. We thought we needed something when we actually needed something else. So there was a lot of trial and error and there will probably continue to be, but I don't regret investing in team ever. All right. So number four, is this one might surprise you. And I am not an affiliate. This is not meaning that this is what I live and breathe by. But one of the 10 best decisions I ever made my business was diving into profit first. 
And the reason this was such a good decision is because it caused me to start treating my business like an actual business and setting aside parts of my revenue for growth. Instead of just being grateful that I was making money and really not looking at my numbers, right? Because if you're like me and you actually have some money mindset issues that you didn't even know about, you don't want to look at your money. You're just glad that some invoices are getting paid and you're super happy, but you don't really want to do anything with it beyond that. That was me. And so when I read Profit First and I applied it to my business and actually sat down one time per month and took all the money out of my PayPal account and bucketed it into different savings accounts, things shifted for me. They really, really did. We don't run Profit First in our business per se right now. I have a fractional CFO, Caitlin Eldridge, who is absolutely amazing. And she and her team handle all things money in my business. However, back in the day, back in 2019, when I first started applying Profit First, it changed things for me. And so I would do this 10 times over. I'm so grateful I did it. I recommend this to so many people who are just starting out in business because it's something that you can manage yourself. I had a sticky note with percentages written on it. I would take those percentages and my old school calculator from the Dollar Tree and look at whatever balance was in my PayPal account and run calculations and then make those disbursements. And that put me in such a CEO seat in my business. It made me look at things so differently. It also showed me you're actually generating revenue that's going to allow you to make investments in things like a team or that course you want to be in. Oh my goodness, you could pay for this in full or you can't do that thing quite yet, but you'll clearly be able to in another couple of months. So keep saving up for it. It changed my decision-making. It changed my empowerment, my energetic alignment with money. I am so glad that I used Profit First. So the fifth thing that I am really, really glad that I have done and continue to do, and this is not a shameless self-plug because I'm a coach, I am really glad that I invested in coaching. I'm glad that I continue to invest in coaching. This has looked different at different stages of my business. I've also invested in some coaching that wasn't so great. However, something good always came out of it. I have really, really been intentional with looking to find the lessons that are there, even if they're not the lessons I thought that I was going to get. And those situations where maybe the container wasn't so great or the coach wasn't so great, I looked at how I could take that experience and ensure that the people who are going to coach with me never felt the same way. So that has always been something that has been a great ROI in many different ways. And sometimes the coaching has been the eye-opening experience that I don't need more strategy. I need more work in terms of my own self-development or my energy or my mindset or whatever the thing is. But hiring coaches has continued to be a massively good decision in my business. And I would continue to invest in coaching 10 times over because I also have more of a discerning approach to which types of coaches that I invest in because of the experiences I continue to gain. So I am a big proponent of coaching and investing in coaching. So number six, working on my boundaries. (laughs) One of the top 10 best decisions I've ever made in business is committing to look at my boundaries or lack thereof and figuring out where I could create stronger boundaries so that I could become a more desirable version of myself in many layers, right? as a business owner, as a wife, as a mom, because during all of this, I also got pregnant and had a baby. 
And so there was a lot of newness, a lot of discovering multiple layers of my own identity. And, and it was a lot. And you know that when there's a lot of change, oh yeah, also moving, we did that a lot, your boundaries start to erode. So really looking at, I don't want to be working till eight or nine o'clock at night. So what do I need to do in order to change that habit? right? Where, where are my boundaries not supporting me? Or I hate that my clients are reaching out to me at all hours of the day, or they're pinging me from three different avenues on Asana and on Slack and via email, right? How do I change that? So looking at what's not working or what's not ideal, what would I like to be experiencing instead? And then what do I need to put in place in order to support this transition towards something more desirable? So in the sense of not wanting to work all hours of the day and night, what are my office hours? What are they? Writing them down, getting them on my calendar, communicating that to my clients, putting that in my onboarding documentation. Really, really simple things that no one had ever taught me how to do. And once I started truly looking at my boundaries and saying, what do I need to beef up? What do I need to enhance? Things started to shift. And working on my boundaries continues to be something that I do all the time. I need to revisit them. I need to look at them. What's working and what's not? Where are the opportunities? And this is something I talk about all the time with my clients. But working on boundaries is never anything that I'm disappointed about. Number seven, ah, this is a big one. This is like a massive turning point for me in my business. Number seven is looking imposter syndrome square in the face. I am so glad that I even paused long enough to wonder what this thing was. What was this thing that was standing in my way, that was holding me back, that was keeping me playing small, and to get really up close and personal with it and figure out how am I going to get past you because I'm meant for more. I do not feel totally fulfilled. Looking imposter syndrome square in the face allowed me to move away from being an online business manager, which I was really good at and I was really grateful for, but it was not filling my cup. It was not allowing me to access that strategic part of my being that is so burnt into my DNA and lit me up when I could work with clients in that way. When I finally faced imposter syndrome square in the face and said, I am a strategic consultant and I am no longer offering implementation services and I moved from implementer into strategist consultant, holy cow, my whole identity shifted, my confidence shifted, my revenue shifted, the space on my calendar shifted. And around that same time, when I started realizing, wow, Melissa, you are doing a really good job playing small because you have all these people coming to you and asking if you could coach them and you kept keep making every excuse in the world. And when you look at the ask and you look at the fact that you are a coach based on who you are and how you love helping people and the fact that you have an actual background in teaching and you understand pedagogy and making sure that people get results from delivering information in a variety of ways. Oh my gosh, why are you not coaching these people? And so once I started saying, yeah, I can help coach you and stopped making excuses or whispering about it in the DMs, but not letting anybody actually know about it. Once I embraced this identity again, a new version of myself was able to sprout. So I am so glad that I said, oh, there's this thing standing in my way, this beautiful imposter syndrome. And how do I combat this? 
I'm glad I started leaning into the work. This also was the catalyst for me realizing like, there's a lot of opportunity here for me to work on my mindset and how do I do that? And so that's where I really started to lean into studying mindset and adding mindset coaching as part of my identity. And it's why I'm so passionate about it. So number eight, this is kind of a wild card, but one of the best decisions I ever made was to invest in brand photos. I do not like being in front of the camera. I do not consider myself photogenic. I resist it. I'm always the one taking the pictures. And all of that to say, I was also not being very visible online with my marketing efforts. I was relying very, very heavily on referrals. And that's great, but that's not super sustainable, right? We need to diversify our marketing efforts. And when I looked at why I was not putting myself out there as much, I didn't have any good photos of me that made me feel like the CEO that I was becoming because I I really realized I needed to act as if I was already the person that I was desiring to become. And those people who were ahead of me and that I aspired to have a business like them in terms of my own identity, but I wanted to feel like they appeared with my own stuff, right? One of the things I noticed is they had really great photos. And so when I first invested in brand photography, when we were living in Las Vegas, it was a wonderful experience. And even though I didn't love having my photo taken, I realized that there were so many layers to this. It helped me start to articulate who I was as a business owner, what my brand was about and what it wasn't about. And it unveiled an even deeper level of confidence. And so that has become something I continue to invest in in my business. I still don't love it. I'm not the person that's out there and like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do these poses. And I have a whole shot list. No, I want to invest in the best brand photographer that's going to guide me and tell me what to do. However, brand photos, and I make every single one of my clients invest in these if they are not already doing it, brand photos are a game changer. So if you take nothing else away from this podcast today, go get some brand photos. All right, number nine. One of the 10 best decisions I've ever made in business so far is to dive into what I call my leadership DNA. And one of the ways I did this last year was to do a lot of study around my Enneagram. And that led to hiring an Enneagram coach, Carissa Harrison, who is phenomenal. She's actually going to be a guest in the Consulting Framework Accelerator tomorrow to talk to those ladies about the power of the Enneagram. But that really helped me identify another layer of who I was in terms of a human as a leader, where my blind spots are, how to identify when I'm on my stress path, how to identify ways that I may be in conflict with other people because of our approaches to things or our communication styles and how to kind of bridge that gap and have more emotional intelligence. And that work became so incredibly important to me. And that eventually led to me getting curious about human design. And I am a generator in terms of human design. And I know very, very little about human design, but I'm continuing to lean into that. That has impacted my marketing approach and my marketing strategy. And so one of the best decisions is continuing to lean into this leadership DNA, right? And it's another layer. These are all layers, different lenses with which we can look at ourselves and the structure of our business and the design of our business and who we're calling in and why we love some things and why we resist others. So knowing ourselves is going to make us better leaders. It's going to make us more aligned with the business that we're creating. 
And number 10, again, this one's kind of a little bit like out there, but I am so glad that I never listened to the coaches who told me that the only way to scale my business was to give up private coaching and to lean into scalable group programs. I am so glad that I stayed true to myself and my desires to coach people privately in addition to having programs and design a business that I love and that works for me. So number 10 for me is I am so glad that I never gave up continuing to offer private coaching support. I love my private clients. I love doing in-person private intensives. They are something that are so magical to me. I was just working on the logistics for one today. I have one coming up next month. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about, Melissa? Yeah, let's chat. Come down to Florida, spend a couple days with me. We will do a private coaching intensive that's going to change your world. I personally love being coached privately as well. And I love a good group program. So I am so glad that I said yes to both and that I did what felt good to me and I continue to do that. So I hope that these have been fun to listen to. And just quickly to recap, my top 10 things in terms of the best business decisions I've made so far or the best decisions in business and that I do 10 times over. Number one, I'm so glad that I started before I knew the whole plan. Number two, I'm so glad that I allowed myself to not have all the answers and I continue to explore and shift my identity and become different versions of myself as I experience new things, right? From virtual assistant to online business manager to consultant and coach. I'm so glad that I did that and I didn't just stay where I started. Number three, I'm so glad I've invested in a team. Number four, (laughs) profit first and really treating my business like a real business and looking at my money. Number five, hiring coaches. Number six, working on my boundaries, continuing to work on my boundaries. Number seven, really, really getting honest with imposter syndrome. Number eight, investing in brand photos. Number nine, leaning into the Enneagram and human design and that whole leadership DNA piece. And number 10, continuing to offer that private support because that's how I love to work with clients. So thank you so much for being part of my community. Thank you so much for being part of this journey in terms of, I can't believe we have a hundred podcasts and I look forward to doing a hundred more and beyond. And let me know which of these 10 things were the most fun to hear or that stood out to you the most. I would love to hear from you. Come on over to my DMs, share it inside of the Up Level Lounge on Facebook. Thank you so much for everything that you do. You really are a big part of why I get to wake up each day and be so lit up about what I do. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Up Level Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.